Um, the first readings from Matthew. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but one, but some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And the second readings in James. What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart, depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. May God bless the reading to us. Amen. Okay, some questions now. Um, Steve, could you put on that Matthew reading again for us, please? Um, the, the reading from Matthew. Just go back to the Matthew reading. Um, now, um, Jesus gave a number of commandments, that things that we should do. Um, and I'm going to give you a test now to see if you can find out what did he, um, uh, what did Jesus command us First of all, in this passage, uh, probably need to go to the next verse, 18, I think. There we go. Uh, actually, it's in verse 19. So, um, there we are. What did Jesus command us to do? Go. Someone say go. Obey. Oh, obey. Yes, obey. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly to obey, definitely. Yes, uh, there is only one God. To yeah, yeah. He, he, when he was asked of the um, the great commandments, he says, "There's only one God. You must love Him. Love God, definitely." Um, in this command, in this one here, the first word is "go." He didn't say to you, "Just sit around and don't do anything." He said, "Go." Okay. Anything else? Baptize, Baptize people. Anything else? Make disciples. Really, interestingly, Jesus never told you to go and convert people. He, go, he told you to go and preach the gospel, uh, witness and baptise people and make disciples. But very different from making converts. Okay? Um, anything else? 
teaching. Yeah, teaching people. Um, some of you here are teachers. I've been a teacher. Uh, but he, uh, teaching is important that we learn more. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we, we will do another song later. Did you like that song? Yeah, good. Well, we, we're, we're, we'll do that song again for you later. All right, because you like that one so much. Well done. Good. Um, now then. Um, okay, can anyone think of any other passage of scripture what Jesus commands us to do? Love one another, definitely, yeah. Forgive, yeah. Forgive where you've been hurt, yeah. At the end of Mark's Gospel, there's a, a slightly different version of the Great Commission, and he tells us to go and heal the sick, yeah. Um, what about um, something very important that Jesus also told us to do? Linking in with Jenny's reading from James about faith and works. Just preach, just teach. Good deeds, yeah, good deeds. So, love. Supply, especially the poor. Yeah, especially the poor. Uh, if we find people uh, who haven't got enough food, and we've got some, we can share our food, can't we? So, uh, yeah, there's, there's a whole load of things that Jesus commanded us to do. And if we look at how the Acts of the Apostles unfolded, in, in chapter 2, the Spirit comes on the disciples, and they go out and they preach in the marketplace. And 3,000 people believe and are baptised on the very day of Pentecost. The very next day, Peter and John go out to the temple to pray, and what do they come across? They come across a man who is crippled, and he's been begging for alms for many, many years. And they don't say that they don't give him a Bible. <laughs> uh, actually, they say we haven't got any money, but actually, in the name of Jesus get up and walk. And he does. Now, healing is a very important thing. But I want to say, God does heal, kind of miraculously from time to time. But actually, nowadays, uh, he has given skills to people to develop drugs. He has given skills... Steve, I'm howling. Uh, um, uh, he's given uh, drugs, he's given doctors and nurses in, in order to provide health care as well. And healing comes through many different ways but yeah okay let's go on to um, chapter 6 of um, Acts if anyone knows what happened there some people started complaining the widows of the Greek uh, disciples were complaining that they weren't getting enough food and that the Hebrews were getting it all and so the disciples decide to invent a scheme to share food to make sure that nobody goes hungry. And then in chapter 8, Philip obeys the command to go into the desert. And who does he meet there? He follows a man on a chariot and he comes up alongside him and he tells him the gospel. And uh, that man uh, believes, is baptised, and he goes off back home to... Ethiopia, which is in Africa. And so we hear that the gospel 
uh, actually in there goes from Europe or from uh, the Middle East, it goes over to Africa. So that's what we're all commanded to do, is to go and do not necessarily all of those things, but different people will be commanded to do different things, even if it be to take um, uh, some, a meal to your neighbour who's ill. That might be what he calls you to do. You know, um, If you've got enough money, it might be that you're called to give money to a particular charity or particular need. But uh, anyway, so that's what we're required to do. Now, um, I've started there because I don't want this to sound like wonderful things are happening in Kenya, uh, but not here. Because, uh, put your hand up if you're a missionary, by the way. <laughs> Actually, if, you're a, if you are a Christian, you should have your hand up. Uh, because um, not everybody is sent to go to Africa or to Inner Mongolia or somewhere like that. But actually, all of us are called to be fulfilling the Great Commission, to be missionaries where we are or wherever God calls us to be. So now, Steve, could you put on the ICFEM intro video? Could someone get me a glass of water, please? That would be really good, good ministry. Thank you very much. Um, hopefully picture will appear here. There we go. Welcome to Kenya. Um, that, uh, that word caribou is another um, word which um, you, you, you've learned today. It means welcome. Welcome. And um, it's, it's a great word, um, caribou. Karen's mum and dad's house was called caribou. And that's because Karen's mum and dad got married in Nairobi in 1948. Uh, and so we've had a kind of a, a, a bit of a, a link, thank you very much, with Kenya for a number of years. So, and there's uh, Glynis and Karen and myself on the equator. So uh, have a look at the um, shadows. There ain't none. <laughs> uh, because uh, the, sh the, the sun was right on top of our heads, so um, no shadows at that point. Okay, thanks for that. Now, let's have a look... Um, so welcome to Kenya. Uh, children, would you like to have a look at this picture? Do you know what these, these children are doing? They're eating something. Anyone would like to guess what they're eating? What do you think they're eating? Biscuits. No, they, they would love to eat biscuits, but they haven't got any biscuits. Can you see what they are? I tell you, they found them on the ground and they were all buzzing out of a hole. They're eating, do you know what it is? Not worms, but ants. They're eating flying ants. And uh, they're very nutritious, a bit crunchy, I did try one. Um, but they're very high form of protein. So when the, when the ants start flying, then the children come out and have a treat. Have a look at this next picture and see if the children can see what they're doing here. Next one, Steve, please. There we go. Can anyone see what they've got there? Can you see what they've got, Isaac? String? Yeah, it is string, but what have they made out of string and polythene bags? It's a football. So, um, if you 
If you want to play football and you haven't got a proper football, then you make one out of whatever you can find. So that's plastic bags and string tied together. Um, they have a great advantage. When they hit a thorn bush, they don't burst. Um, so there's some African children, uh, you know, having fun with very simple things. Okay, now let's have a look. Uh, now, I want to introduce you to these two people, Solomon and Ruth Nabier. Um, they are Kenyan, and when they were quite young, they were Christians, uh, they had a vision to work for God, and um, laid on Solomon's heart was the, the command to heal my people. Heal my people. That was really what... what they, and they started up this fellowship of people from different churches whose uh, aim was to transform communities. And they would do that in a number of ways by preaching and, and teaching and baptising. Not so much baptising because ICFM is not a church. It's a mixture of people from different churches. But preaching, evangelism, helping people to grow vegetables, make sure that they're getting enough to eat. Uh, healing, helping people if, uh, if they're ill. Um, and, uh, um, and, and teaching. Uh, and so this organisation is a, is a Kenyan organisation. So it is not one that was started up by missionaries from this country. It is people in Kenya doing all the things that I told you about that we should be doing from the Bible. Um, but uh, the next slide... Oh, they're eating carrots from their garden, by the way, from there. Uh, this is when Solomon and Ruth came over to visit... Uh, us in, in the UK a few years ago and this bunch of people in the middle are the trustees of, of the UK charity that supports the work in, in, in Kenya and um, more recently uh, we have changed our name and we are now a CIO, that's a charitable incorporated organisation so legally that's how we formed and um, we've changed our name because ICFEM is a bit of a big word. Inter-Christian Fellowships Evangelical Mission is a bit of a mouthful. And uh, so we are now called Dreamland Mission. And the reason we're called Dreamland Mission is because one day a man who lived near Kimalili in Western Kenya had a dream. And in this dream, he was told to give his land to someone to use it for God. And he uh, approached Solomon and said, I'd like to give you my piece of land. And uh, unfortunately, his wife did not agree. And, and so um, his, uh, it didn't happen for quite a long time. And then his wife had a dream. Uh, and, and his wife was convinced by the dream that it was right to give this land to the mission and so a piece of land which is now called Dreamland uh, about a couple of miles from Kimberley uh, belongs to the mission organisation um, and so that's why we called it Dreamland Mission and on that land is now a hospital and a school. So let's have a look quickly through some of these pictures. There are three areas of focus and on your, on your chairs you should have this uh, first edition of um, first edition of, of, of a magazine which, which we, we have um, and the three areas of focus are health, education and community. Now I should have also said that in the previous 
picture of, of, the, of the trustees. Um, we're not all old men. Uh, that young lady on the right there is Becky, who's a remarkable young lady who spent five years in Kenya when the hospital was first started. And she uh, lives in the UK now, but she oversees the hospital's finances and fundraising and things. Um, as well as, at the same time, having done a PhD in tropical medicine, and, uh, and she's got two small children. So, you know, there are some people who are remarkably energetic and gifted, uh, and Becky is one. If, if any money isn't in the right place, Becky will know about it straight away. Amazing. Uh, but uh, she, she um, works over there. And in the last couple of years, uh, last year, we have employed now an admin uh, uh, operations manager. So we have a young man who, uh, called Aidan who manages the work uh, uh, and, and he has produced this. So that's, you know, um, okay, it costs money to employ someone, but the benefits are that you can actually be more efficient and, uh, and generate more for your charity. So there we go. Let's just get with on. LTU is a word that they use often in Kenya, local transformation unit. In each area, a group of villages get together, and Christians from those villages get together to try to transform their villages by using the same things, health, uh, education, evangelism, uh, agriculture, all those kinds of things. And uh, Glynis and Karen and I were lucky to go out to Cheptais, which is quite a long way from Kimberley. Uh, if you look at the hills in the far ground, if that's in that's Uganda. So it's very close to the border with Uganda. Um, okay, that's the kind of road we have to go on. Here's the children coming out to uh, greet the Muzungus. That's what they call us. If you're white-skinned, you're called a Muzungu. Um, it's, it's polite, but you wouldn't use the same thing in this country, would you? But anyway, um, let's move on. They all, all the villagers came out, and then um, next one... Here they are. The, the, the project that this particular local group are doing is uh, agriculture, trying to grow things that are going to make money uh, and sustain the community. They're actually growing peppers there, hot peppers. So they can actually grow those and sell them on the market and make money for their community. Next one. If you need to go to the toilet, anybody? There we go, that's the toilet. <laughs> um, great fun. Uh, next one. Uh, here's lunch. Glynis loved this. Um, I think that is actually um, um, pumpkin in, in, in the blue bowl. And of course, ugali, which is standard food in Kenya. I don't know what you call it. Do you have similar in South Africa? or um, It's maize. It's made of, it's like a thick porridge made of maize. It, it totally tasteless, but they love it. And it's their staple, it's like their bread and potatoes. Um, so there we go. And there's Glynis with one of the local ladies. Can anyone see what's above her head? Berries. Berries, yeah. Coffee. Yeah, coffee. That's uh, coffee berries uh, growing. And again, they can sell those um, from their community. Next one. Uh, and here's, here's Glenn, is they, children love to see their pictures, and of course with a modern camera you can see the picture straight away. So there they are, all queuing up to see their pictures on the camera. Okay, next one. 
And this is after school, the, a lot of these children, when they come home from school, the first thing they're going to do is to go down and get water. Uh, so that's what they have on, on their heads there. Okay, I think. Okay, so that's really a bit about community. Um, and then health, um, Dreamland Mission Hospital. Uh, next one, please, Steve. Um, here we are standing outside the hospital. The hospital was built in 2009. Karen and I went in 2010, so it's really very new. When we went, they, they, it was just like a bare building. Um, they didn't have any curtains on the windows. They didn't have any oxygen or anything which we would consider basic for any kind of hospital. Um, but in the meantime, they've now developed, you notice the solar panels on the roof actually generate a lot of uh, their, their, their electricity, which electricity supply is very, very unreliable in Western Kenya. Okay, and then, um, now this wheelchair uh, was donate, donated by profits from the stable. So if you had a cup of coffee in the stable or made a tip, then it would have gone to buy this wheelchair. Next one. There it is, sitting in on, on the red Kenyan soil there. So uh, that, we've had that link as well with the, the mission hospital. Okay, next. Now, this, this uh, doctor uh, in the white coat at the back is Kiprop. He was one of the first doctors. Uh, he's, he's local. He trained locally, and he's an eye specialist. And uh, he's, he's quite a character. When, when he saw me, he picked me up off the ground. He's only a little guy. Uh, oh, that's an eye chart, by the way. How, how do you have an eye chart for people who can't read letters? Um, well, there we go. They go this way or this way. Or, um, so there we go. And they do eye surgery, um, cataracts and things like that. Transform somebody's life, and you can read about that in this magazine. Okay, next. Uh, on the same site is the school, uh, Dreamland Education Centre. Um, and uh, we'll hear a little bit more about that in, in, in a moment. So I thought the best way... Um, our, our lovely new uh, administrator, um, Aidan, has been uh, creating some videos to communicate with the, the, the people who support the, the charity. So, 